You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you, you just, just want to ask your mom. mom. Hey, welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Renee Sproles. I'm Bonnie Blaylock. And today we are continuing our series on temperament. So the first episode we did the blue temperament. And today we are talking about the green temperament. And when we talk about temperament, we're talking about the way a child is built socially, emotionally, and relationally. Right. So there's lots of ways to categorize temperaments, which we talked about before. The Enneagram is real popular, Myers-Briggs. But to simplify the concept, we have divided the four basic temperaments into colors, which is just easier to remember for busy, overloaded parents. Yeah. Gold, green, orange, blue. Right. Yeah. So Psalm 22.6. Is it Psalm or Proverbs? I think it's Proverbs. 22. I think you're right. It's I think Proverbs. it's Proverbs. I think we said Psalm in the first one. Correction. Oops. It's Proverbs. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And years ago, you taught me, Bonnie, that this may well be referring to the temperaments of your children, and it's a advice to parents who will discern their child's tendencies early and work with them to teach, correct, and motivate them. Right. It's just an easy way, and the more you know your child, and every child is different. Uh, the better you are able to respond to them and teach them in a way that they can hear you. Absolutely. It's like the passage in, um, oh goodness, First Peter, I think it is, where it says husbands live with your wives in an understanding way. It mean, means to understand your own wife. Yeah. Know them. Know your wife. No, don't know just about women. Know your wife. And mm-hmm. as parents, we're to know our children. So let's look at the green temperament. This temperament is kind of rare. Yeah. It's yeah. like having an AB blood type. Kind of. <laughs> so only about 12% of the population is green. Most, mostly men, but some women are in there. So if you have a green child, chances are he or she might be the only one in the family. And they're probably the most misunderstood of all the temperaments. Yeah, I think it's fun. Okay, I, first of all, I don't understand how you can know if celebrities or famous people have particular personalities, but it's always fun because it helps put like the face on this particular type of temperament. Right. So I went looking on the interwebs and Entrepreneur Magazine had an article on temperaments and noted that Jack Dorsey, co-founder and former CEO of Twitter, Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook, Facebook obviously, and Steve Jobs of Apple are all green temperaments. That's interesting. Yeah. And as we get into this, you think about those people and see if, see if you know why. Yeah, see if it resonates. Uh-huh. So, Okay. How do you know if your child is green? Is he slow to get going? Does telling them to hurry up have the opposite effect? Are they chronically late? Hard to motivate? (laughs) So my son is green. (laughs) So I'm laughing because this all sounds very, very similar to the experience we had raising him. So I say greens are path of least resistance people. Exactly. They like to meet their goals with the least amount of effort. They tend to have low energy reserves. And of all the temperaments, they have the least amount of energy as the day wears on. Right. It's going to go down, down, down. Mm -hmm. So they really need to know the purpose and significance of anything they're required to spend their time and energy on. 
Right. They're not just going to do it because you said necessarily. Mm -hmm. They need to know why. Mm -hmm. uh, that it's going to make a difference. They can be perceived as daydreamers. And that's because they're often lost in thought. They're very cerebral. They are analyzers and are very intellectual. Yeah. Yeah. It's they, I, they're I love their minds. They're I love working. talking to a green person. Right. I say that my husband is totally green. And I say this to him all the time. I'm coming in the living room. He's just sitting there. What are you doing? Like you need to be in my perspective from my personality. I have a whole list of things. Would pick five. You can do them. And he's like, "No, I'm working. You just don't see it. It's in my head. I'm thinking about who knows what. All these ideas he's got, what he's going to write about next, and I'm just not seeing what's under the surface." Absolutely. So, I remember one time Houston was in high school, 15 or 16 years old, and we have a balcony that looks over the kitchen and he was sitting in the reading chair that's up in the balcony, and I said, "Hey, bud, what are you doing?" cuz just like your husband, he's sitting there. Uh -huh. There's not a book in his hand. And he goes, oh, I'm just sitting here thinking about what I just read. And I, I'm like, for 30 minutes, wow. he's been up there thinking about what he just read. And I just, I admire that so much, actually, because it's not ever my impulse. Mine either. I'm to a, stop I'm a, and think. I can't sit still very well. I know. <laughs> I know. So they're great. I mean, they're I've said Houston now that he's grown and even as he was growing up one of the most interesting people to talk to your husband I love we've had so many amazing conversations into the wee hours yeah, of the morning very interesting so you never know what's going on up there they no. kind of know a lot about a lot they're they big do. big picture people they do concepts mm -hmm. like just sit at the dinner table name a topic they probably have an interesting perspective <laughs> probably read five papers That's on right. it yeah <laughs> exactly so interesting but okay because of this i could have perceived houston as just daydreaming mm -hmm. when he was sitting up in that chair i mean like why aren't you getting back to work but i knew enough about this to know okay double check and see what he's doing right activity doesn't always mean productive that's right that's right so um facts are important to them but relevant facts so facts that they consider are relevant right so they can remember specific information like historical dates or baseball stats or the periodic table whatever it is they're working on a project about um but they might not catalog their brother's birthday or where they put their shoes or in our case how to match clothes houston refused to learn he he it's not important it did not see the importance in it and so it became the family joke you are not graduating high school until you can match an outfit you think i'm joking try me just try me and honestly i suspected that once he was interested in a girl that this would this skill would come along and mm -hmm. lo and behold thank you caitlin mm -hmm. <laughs> because it exactly came along at the time he started dating well isn't that a coincidence <laughs> Yes. So it, then it was relevant. Then it was necessary to know. Right. Until then, yeah, not so much. That's right. So because they spend so much time in their heads, there's less reserve for what they'd call relational or emotional things. They're mm -hmm. not into mush or sentiment. They tend to be really private and need a lot of alone time and personal space. And they're really uncomfortable around huggers. <laughs> Those blue people we talked about. Yeah. Green people and blue people. When they get married, I, I don't know. I actually don't know how a green person marries a blue, but I see it a lot. It's yeah. funny. Yeah. So uh, my green husband, he does like to be like, we hug, we do stuff, <laughs> but it, he doesn't just go out and seek that from anybody, any stranger or even close friends, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Houston had, you know, it was fine as um, parents for us to give him a hug, but even Emma, who's blue, mm -hmm. 
she wanted to love on him that's how she told him she loved him was to hug and touch and you know we're home all day together remember right. a lot of space so together. we literally had to put a number like i think we said you can hug him three times in the day and then that's that's it he's you know quota. he's done you that's your quota, quota. And so, and we had a mom friend who was just such a big hugger and oblivious to personal cues. Oh, yeah. And she would wrap her arms around him and he would literally stand with his arms like pinned down by his side, stiff as a board, respectfully letting her <laughs> do her thing. But he hated it. Yeah. Uh, poor green people. We I just, know. We need personal space. We need time <laughs> away. So as a result of that, people can read them as aloof or standoffish. Um if they're seeing life through their filters. Yeah. Um, yep. Green folks can be perfectly happy on an eight-hour car trip with a car full of people, not saying one word. I This happens all the time when I'm driving around somebody, usually one of my family members, and Bob's in the backseat, man, say a word the whole time. And, and we've <laughs> gotten into arguments about it. Why didn't you part, part of the conversation? You've been, you were so ready. He's like, I was there. Like I was listening and observing that to him as being part of the conversation. Right. There, that was participating because it was taking energy to be with different types of people than and themselves. Small talk and chit chat. It's a real labor. Yeah. Houston really came along in this when he became a server at a restaurant. He had to oh, learn the right. art of small talk. And the way that he did it was, well, first of all, it had a purpose because his tips were tied to it. Cha-ching. Yep. And he's super competitive, which is another, can be another trait of green. Not always, but he's super competitive. So he was keeping track of his tips versus all the other servers <laughs> and ha- based on um, how quickly he could get a customer to smile or laugh, you know, and he was correlating that to the rise and fall of his tips very interesting see that is such a green thing to do is to kind of put it in a spreadsheet totally in his head like how is this happening <laughs> log it in he a could way. no it wasn't in his head bonnie he could tell us every server and like <laughs> where he ranked where That's he fell awesome. in the rank because like you know they were cashing out in the same register so yeah. they all know but but yeah it, for him it was again it was a needed skill to reach a goal and so he was willing to bring it on board yeah whereas as before he might not have seen it as as important so interesting so interesting it's it's so interesting life with green people it's very rich i i told caitlin uh, who married our green son you will always have the most interesting conversations the rest of your marriage (laughs) yep it's gonna be rich yep look forward to that that's why i married him (laughs) because we could talk about stuff yeah so i guess it's worth noting and we didn't really mention it in our first podcast about blues but you can be more than one color. Yes. If, As a matter of fact, most people are. Yes. A blend. Because we're complex. That's right. So not everybody's just straight up green or straight up blue. And one of our kids was probably half and half golden green, um, which is, I think that's what I am. So um, you can flip flop back and forth depending on the situation, um, mm-hmm. what's being called for or how tired you are, mm-hmm. <laughs> what you what you slide into. Um, so that's worth mentioning. And one of my children, uh, when she was on her green side of things, I remember picking her up from school every day, and um, she was just terse at -hmm. the end of the day, at the Mm -hmm. end of the school day. Like, I don't want, don't ask me any questions. There's too many questions, mom, because I haven't seen her all day. How'd the day go? Who'd you talk to at lunch? You know, tell me something interesting. She just wanted to be quiet and sit in the back of the car. And I could have interpreted that as rude. Um surly teenager non-engaging yeah this was way back in elementary though too when yeah um 
But really what had happened is she'd spent all day long at school engaging, interacting, being social, draining all that energy um, that when she got into a safe place back at home, she needed some time to just detox and have some personal space and alone time. Once I learned that, it was fine. She'd go home quiet, have a little time in her room quiet. After about a couple hours, she'd come out, everything be fine. She's ready to talk about her day. But if you don't know that and you're push, 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 or punishing for not talking to me or any of those things, um, it it only makes it worse. Oh, yeah. You're exhausting the poor kid. Right. (laughs) You're not doing yourself any favors either with the relationship. Yeah, because, you know, we got to pass on that because he did, Houston had generally a quiet space all day long. So he didn't really experience that until we started doing tutorials. And the tutorial day, the busy long day, it was really tiring for him, Mm -hmm. as it was for me. But, But yeah, I can see that, how that it's really important to know picking up your kids from school what they might need from you right like a blue person's gonna tell you yeah. all that it's gonna tell you all the relationship things mm-hmm. and what each person did i think you said emma mm-hmm. did that every time she went to church wow. yeah but yeah your go- your green person's gonna want to sit back and totally disengage and check out so yes um my experience with our green i don't, I don't think any of us are green except houston poor guy <laughs> that's what i was there's not many so of them in low. Yeah. like it's not even secondary for any of us um his sister or his dad or me but he is uh has a very high sense of justice which i can um, uh-huh. relate with with him uh the kind of quintessential picture of that is when he was in preschool he was like three years old. I mean, it was early. And uh, a friend was at drop-off. You know, they have, they'd play in the floor the first right. 20, 30 minutes of drop-off. A friend was building a tower, a block tower, and another friend was coming over to just take a swipe at it and knock the whole thing down. And Houston, like, intervened his little ninja self and <laughs> threw his arm up to block the punch towards the tower. And he got in trouble for hitting another ah. student. And when I picked him up, even at three, he could tell me. So the teacher tells me her version, which she thought was true. Right. That she saw him hit a child. When I get him in the car, knowing I'm already seeing these tendencies come out in him, that he probably he's not characterized by hitting. He doesn't mm-hmm. hit his sister. He doesn't hit his other friends. That it, he was trying to save a friend's tower from being knocked over. I believed him. And he was angry about that. It was years after where I was like, you got to forgive that teacher. She just didn't know she was doing the best she could. There's a room full of little people. Right. You know, but it was a grave injustice to him. Yes, because Greens, yeah, they have this high justice sensor. And if you're going to accuse them, I don't know if she did it in public to him. Yeah, I don't know. I can't Um, remember. But that's the worst. If you're going to accuse a Green, you better have the evidence to back it up. And you probably should do it in private. Yeah. Even with your own child within a family unit. Yes. Like it doesn't need to be at the dinner table. It doesn't need to be in front of everybody else. It needs to be a private conversation and you need to listen to their side of things because they might be seeing it completely different. That's really important. And on, on a similar note is showing appreciation for what they're thinking. So as I was doing school with Houston, I would engage his thoughts on a topic and he would get real animated and love to talk about what he had thought about what we were learning. Yes. Um, if I blew him off or contradicted him too quickly or harshly, he would shut down. Hmm. And then he also, as he got older, preteen, early teens, he had to learn how to still be respectful with me. Mm-hmm. But like, sharing his thoughts and contradicting me and tried to navigate that 
because um, greens are really smart. Yeah. And and it, we realized, like, you know, by the time he was 12 or 13, he did know more science than I knew. Mm-hmm. And what do you do with that? You know, I'm still your mom. Yes. And they're not as engaged in the social part of it. So that's not as important to them. They don't yes. care necessarily if they hurt your feelings because they're being a know-it-all. They care about what's right. Exactly. And what the right answer was and how I found it. <laughs> they're just pointing it out. So there's nothing wrong with that. So yeah, you need. they need to learn more of the social aspect of it. Like you said, the respect. Yes. Um, the give and take rather than, well, this is the right answer. Yes. I was appalled and I was like, ah, and then we figured out what was going on. It was just that. It was a temperament issue that needed to be addressed with character training and social skills mm-hmm. training. And it, were, it was great. He was a real quick learner and we, we pushed through that. No problem. Right. Another thing I love about greens is they're so loyal to their people. So they have a small circle, but like once you're in like that, you're their you're their person. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that. Um, something that's not so fun. Greens are slow to make decisions. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh. Yes. Throw they are. back to the time I thought I would co teach a class with your husband one Sunday morning. <laughs> you and I can put together these podcasts in a hot minute. Right. We, you write the outline, I add my thoughts, we get together, talk five minutes, go. Right. Bonnie, how many hours was I at your house? Well, talking about. Because he doesn't teach a lesson or do anything <laughs> in public or in front of anybody without. At least eight hours of prep. And this can be for a 15-minute thing. Yeah, I was there for five of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be right. It's got to be thought out. It's, there's got to be a reason behind it. There's got to be, yeah, you have yeah. to know all the foundation and background. It's exhausting for me, but he loves nothing better. Right. Right. So I, I didn't know that exactly. I thought I was getting <laughs> Bonnie 2.0. I was so wrong. But Yeah. Yeah, and in the, in the kids' version of this, it might look like um, when I let Houston pick an ice cream flavor at Kroger. Oh, my goodness. The pacing up and down the ice cream aisle and the navigating. We need to just read every label, the different brands, the yes. sizes, the flavors, contemplate it, get it down to six top flavors. And you know what he would normally pick in the end? Vanilla. Yes! <laughs> That's exactly what he would pick. That's the best, after all. Oh. Yes. Um, decisions and choices options they love options um they're actually really good if if you want to buy a car or you want to buy a watch or some kind of computer or something you want a green person to research it for you because they're going to find the best one yes not just about the ice cream aisle they're going to know what do the reviews say and all the things and i'm more of a okay run into the store pick this thing run back out i don't care (laughs) just give me something and get it done but he's going to find the best one that there is um just this morning because I knew we were doing this, I counted the shampoos in our shared bathroom. And in case you don't know my husband, he's bald. Okay? <laughs> he only has a little bit of hair. Um, I have my one shampoo, my one conditioner, and my body wash. He has 12 bottles of shampoo and washes lined up in the same shower along the ledge. Because you never know one day and the next, you know, what what you might need to be like. What do you need to smell that morning? What do you need to... You have to have options. Our cereal boxes are the same way. Oh. I cannot send the man grocery shopping because... Oh. Snacks you, at your house are the best. You have to have a taste home, of everything. He brings home everything. Yes. He and I love to try all the different foods. Decisions are one of the things that we go toe-to-toe on a lot. Oh, That's so... Funny. Yep. Slow to make decisions. Facts are important to them. 
So like, if you marry a green person, though, you know that they've weighed all the decisions and they've picked you. Oh, so that ought to make you feel pretty good. It should make you feel really good. <laughs> you are the best. You are the best option. I remind him of that often. Um, so, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the cream of the crop. So large crowds, loud noises, bright or loud environments. That's just not their jam. No. It's kind of overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's too much stimulation. Mm-hmm. Which, um, yeah, so my husband hates concerts. He doesn't even yeah. like to have music playing in the house in the background because he can't think. Yeah. I do, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. it's Isn't that interesting? So, okay. So knowing all this about greens, they're so, so, so interesting people. We love them. How do you motivate a child who's green? Because, you know, your husband, he's a fully formed adult, right? He's got mm-hmm. character and he's worked on his temperament the the strengths and weaknesses of it through his life but we're dealing with little people who are still being developed mm-hmm. how do you how do you motivate a green child cuz we already said hey they need to know the why right well you mentioned one of them earlier when you when you said you listen to Houston um tell you an idea or input or feedback on something so they like to be listened to Um, because they spend so much time in their heads thinking and analyzing and coming up with the right answer. They love to share it and they love to know that other people have taken that into um, account. So if you, I don't know, given situation, uh, here's what we're having for dinner. (laughs) And well, here's another option we could have for dinner, mom. How about we have this? Because I just read about having a kale salad and all these things, blah, 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 blah. And you, you know, that's very interesting. And then you actually have a kale salad in the next week. Because you heard what they said. That is the ultimate compl- compliment for yes. a green child. Yes. And that's a, that was a big thing. Houston was um, a little more slow to try new things in the food department. So I did incorporate his help and his input in the kitchen and cooking mm-hmm. and just um, being a part of it. I really tried early on to teach him about the food pyramid or what is it now? I don't know yeah, what they say now. But but to put that information um under his realm of responsibility. Now, what would what do you think you should feed yourself for lunch based on what you know now? That's awesome. That's a great example. And then he would and then he would do it and, and make good choices. They both did actually. Yeah. So, um, giving them a heads up is a big thing in terms of motivation. Yeah, green children in particular and adults, but yes. in particular children hate change. Oh, say it again. They hate Remember it. this, moms. Don't redecorate their rooms. Don't move around the furniture. The Christmas tree must be in the same place every year. <laughs> Even Emma and I getting a different haircut. Yeah. He, Houston hated it. It's change is not he good. He hated it. Mm-hmm. When she cut her hair off to give it away, you know, uh-huh. cut it really short. He had a couple hard days. He was just a little kid who's five, oh, you know, and he didn't like it. His sister was not the same anymore. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, something like that. Give him a heads up. Hey, I'm going to get my haircut today. When I come home, you're going to notice something different. <laughs> Like, try to get ready for that. Or the my famous one, leaving the Chick-fil-A ball place. You know, oh, the play places yes. or the playgrounds. Okay, yeah. you've got five-minute warning before dinner. Five-minute warning before we've got to leave. Like, give them some time to get their brains in gear for yeah, that. We're winding it up. Yep. And um, in terms of motivation, you've got to give them time to recharge and restore, like you said, with Savannah. Mm-hmm. That, that downtime after a really busy time at school. You knew, like, you were not going to get through. You could have made her do stuff. Sure. But you're not going to get her best right if you're not setting her up for success and that's part of what being a good parent is is to set your kids up for success 
So even when they're really, really little, think about this in terms of holidays or vacations where you're going around being a lot of family and a lot of chaos and noise and different locations. That's really hard on a green baby, a green toddler. It's disrupting their routine and what's expected. Um, more so than the other temperaments, I think. They just get real cranky and irritable and don't want to be held and passed around. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, yeah. When they're little like that. When they're little. Everybody wants to be up in their business. Yeah. They hate it. Oh, So yeah. much noise and yeah, different foods, everything. It's, it's kind of too much mm-hmm. for green kids. Mm-hmm. She did not want to be held to sleep. She did not want to be rocked. She would much rather be left, you know, let me lay you down a crib so she can just like get rid of all the physical and she would fall asleep much easier that way. Yeah. Yeah. Houston and I, um, he was the same way. He'd go straight down, no rocking. He wanted to do his snuggling on the backside when he woke up and it's kind of drowsy. Yes. We'd sit in the rocking chair and read a book or watch a PBS show or something. Mm -hmm. And then he'd get up and go and Mm -hmm. be good to go. But yeah, not, didn't need a ton of touch, um, So, okay, we said that each of the temperaments is associated with a besetting sin. Just to review, a besetting sin is just a negative tendency based on your temperament. You're just going to be prone to it, and it's going to be something that's harder to overcome. Uh, You're taking the 10-year view. Right. (laughs) The 15-year view Mm -hmm. on conquering this particular issue, not the one-year view. Yep. Just kind of a thorn in your side for a little while. It's from our friends at Parenting Made Practical, which we linked to in our previous podcast and can link to them again. They have excellent material on this, which is where we learned a lot of it and just a lot of great stuff for moms of preschoolers and elementary age kids to really help you navigate these years with intentionality and wisdom. Absolutely. So go visit them. Um, For the green temperament, so this besetting sin for them can show up as stubbornness or lack of initiative. Yeah, we called it laziness. But you're right. Stubbornness and lack of initiative is a little more nuanced way. It's kind of, of yeah. Because it comes across as laziness mm-hmm. when they're going for the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. And so remember, moms, that when you're working on a negative trait in your children, you want to elevate the opposite virtue. It's much more pleasant to be pointing out what you're looking for and talking about what you're looking for instead of constantly squashing or harping on harping on or labeling because when you call your child stubborn or lazy all the time yeah that's what they're hearing i'm stubborn i'm lazy (laughs) right so don't do that it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy right right? so um some proverbs that we liked to use was um, proverbs 21 5 the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty so diligence is the virtue that we're looking for working mm-hmm. with all your heart as working for the Lord, not yes. for human masters. Since you know, you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. That was our family verse, Colossians 3, 23 and 24. Exactly. Uh, you might need to work on, you probably will need to work on attitudes of submission, flexibility, and thinking of others. Mm-hmm. Green children resent being pushed. That's why hurry up doesn't work, which can make them dig in their heels and be even more stubborn. Which is why we made our children come when they were called from the time that they could toddle around. Mm -hmm. We practiced that and practiced that. Um, Yes, mom, I'm coming. Come to me to receive instruction. That was a huge key to create a submissive heart in both of our children. Amen to that. So Houston was not, he did not struggle to submit necessarily because he was already submitting. Mm -hmm. He didn't, he didn't even probably realize it consciously under age five. Right. 
that, you know, coming when called. But that's a huge tool. I always go back when a mom comes to me with a um, problem with their child, but we're working on something and it's not resolving. I'll go back and say, so how often are they coming to you when you call their name? Mm-hmm. And they're, if they're like, oh, mate, about half the time. Nope. You're looking for nine out of 10 times. Like go back to that and just see if that, that submission will bring the other thing right into alignment. Right. With a lot less effort. They're just ready to receive instruction mm-hmm. from you. Yes. That's right. Um, because yeah, <laughs> they can control other people <laughs> with their stubbornness. They uh, will wait you out. They can refuse to do what's been asked. And if you give in and do it for them and the interest, because gosh, it's just so much easier to do it myself. It's such a hassle to fight with them about this, or I don't have time. We're going to be late. I'm just going to do it. Well, guess what? <laughs> They're going to use that tactic again and again and again. Absolutely. If I just am slow enough, or if I just take my time or procrastinate about it, I know mom is going to do it for me. Or sister. Hello, Emma. I'm talking to you. <laughs> right. I did not know that when we would um, go for family trips to go visit David's family or our family, I would have the kids pull their clothes, you know, teaching them to take some responsibility. I right. didn't want to do all the packing. Houston was letting Emma do it <laughs> for <What>? years. <laughs> For years. Because number one, he doesn't know how to match. He so, doesn't know how to and match. And she cared about that. And she loved to mother and take <laughs> care of people. And she she would do it for him and he would happily let her do it. Yep. Yep. I was Sneaky like, what little has been going on upstairs? <laughs> oh my goodness. That's hilarious. So stubbornness is not necessarily a bad thing. You can teach using stubbornness in a good way. Use the force for good, Luke. (laughs) So stubborn kids can stand firm under pressure. They can be solid in their faith or confident in their work. Absolutely. Um, So that's how you can flip that on its head. But stubbornness is not good and it's not pleasant when it's um, a refusal to do something, a refusal to submit or be flexible. Absolutely. So the example of this in our lives is the push-up challenge where you do the one push-up on January 1, January 2, you do Uh two. And so by the end of the year, on the last day of the year, you do 365 push-ups. But if you do the math, it's like 55,000 something push-ups in a year. Exponentially. And so we all started that. And um, by like the first week I was done, I caught a cold and I was like, oh, this is hard. I'm not doing this. (laughs) And then by like week two, Emma was done. She's like, yeah, absolutely not. This is really hard. (laughs) And then then David was, you know, down for the count by like week three or four. He hurt himself or something. But Houston, when he decided he was doing it, that was it. He was doing it. And he he transformed from like a little boy to a young man over the course of that year. His muscle mass. I can imagine. Think how many, how much upper body strength. Oh my goodness. It was a huge transformation. And that really was, I I wrote an article for it, um, for Mm -hmm. Renew just about the character traits that are so admirable in that the discipline and the perseverance that even when he got injured in the fall, he counted up the ones, the days that he missed for healing. So he went to the doctor and the doctor's like, you it's the pushups. You've hurt your rotator cuff. You're going to need to lay off for like five days. So he figured up what he was missing Oh no! for those five days. And he added them in <laughs> to, make it to make it up. He's like, I've, I don't want to do it and say, oh, 53,000 was really good. Nope. I said, I'm doing 55,000. Wow. And so what a great trait. Oh, absolutely. My goodness. But this was also the three-year-old who of will. decided to defy me uh-huh. Uh-huh. at every turn. <laughs> I mean, every turn. 
So yeah, you harness it for good. And in the end, it's, it's, um, it's a real blessing to them and to other people. That's a great story. I love that story. <laughs> so you'll need to help a green child focus on doing things in a timely fashion. Timers. Oh, timers. Timers are great. Kitchen timers. They or, are your friend. Yeah, iPhone timers, whatever. Um, you can set like a competitive situation. How fast are you going to go make your bed? Let's see how fast you can do it. So in that context, they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to show you how fast I can make their bed. Boom, 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 boom. All done. Yet on another morning when you actually need them to make their bed, they act like snails. So if you set the kitchen timer and you know they can do it fast on the fast way, the fast day, this is how fast I need you to do it. And we're going to set the timer and you need to get it done in that fastness. So um, yeah, timers work good. Maybe backing up their schedule. Yes, we if, did. We just went through the morning routine because I realized we were rushing out the door to get to preschool. And I'm like, this is not fun. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think it was from the Parenting Made Practical. They said, um, have them go through their morning, morning routine in a time of non-conflict, not during the morning yeah. when you're trying to go out. And and just see, okay, how long does it take you to get dressed, pull the sheets up on your bed, uh-huh. brush your teeth, get to the kitchen. And each child could be different. Some people are morning people and fresh and ready to go in the morning. Some people are not. We've got this temperament stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And both and there's age differences so both of my kids had a different amount of time they needed so they were required to awaken at different times that's right that's totally just and fair uh-huh. based on how quickly they're willing to work right you can get up later or stay in bed longer if you can work faster in the mornings. right right and so that was fine and there was no conflict over that because they had control of the you know the timing that's of right it. totally up to them yeah love that um So you cannot do for this child what they refuse to do for themselves. You have Mm -hmm. to work on the couple aspects of obeying immediately and completely because they're going to slide by with, "Ah, that's good enough. I can get by with that. Oh, yeah. So they're slackers. They're kind of couch potatoes. They tend to be because they want to do the least amount of effort Mm -hmm. and call it good. So make sure when you've asked them to do something that it's complete. Yeah. So we say they're not led by emotions. They're not. And they don't respond well to emotions in conflict. I, I don't know if all greens are this way. My green is a stuffer. He'll stuff it down. Oh, yeah. Is your green a stuffer? Yes, I would say. Yeah. Just stuff it down. And and um, I have a green friend who's so very wise. And I was talking to her about her marriage. I think she's married to a blue. We should have talked to her mm. before this because you said that's not, that's, they're so different. I can't, yeah. And she said, we literally have our couch time they debrief at the end of the day once the kids are in bed they they will not go to bed without being sure they clear the air because she can be short and curt and hurt her husband's feelings uh-huh. and they just want to be sure they've cleared the air and and then he you know she can be bothered by th- the way he sees the world right we've talked about the blues and all yeah. that feels like a lot of drama mm-hmm. sometimes with blue people and so they just clear the air and they be sure okay we don't have any misunderstandings between us. Okay, good to go. Go to bed. And I mean, even if it's midnight, yeah. you know, even if it's one in the morning, they'll still have that quick conversation because, um, because they know they respond so very differently. Right. And I'm not, we're not saying that greens aren't emotional, don't have emotions, don't yeah, feel. Of that's, course they that's do. That's not what we're saying. Of course they do. They just not expressing them. Right. They're not wearing them on their sleeve. So blues can think there's a right way to respond. You know, like you should be crying at this right. or you should be elated at this. And if there's, 
if it's too even, they, they're misreading it, perhaps. Yeah. So that's really good to say, here's what I actually was feeling. Right. Right. <laughs> it didn't look like yours, but I was still sad, you know? Yes. It's okay. Yes. So and in terms of your green child, if you're wanting them to do tasks and and things like that, you do want to keep it simple. Start with one to two tasks. They'll grow in this. Mm-hmm. Houston got to where he could multitask, mm-hmm. but it, it was not intuitive. No, I think this is true for lots of kids. I mean, toddlers, they can barely take it. They need snippets right, of information, right. but green kids in particular. So you say, I need you to go brush your teeth, put your PJs on, and then come back to me and show me you've done it. Set Perfect. the timer. Perfect. And then give feedback on the quality of their work. Great job brushing those teeth. You did it in the amount of time we set on the timer, quicker even. Mm -hmm. And just recognize that they're capable. Recognize that they did a good job. Right. Uh, You also need to help this child learn to admit when they're wrong. Because as we said before, they're going to be stubborn about it. Um, They're going to think that they're probably right about things. And a lot of times they probably are right about it so uh yeah they can feel really justified in their rightness so you need to work through i'm sorry mom or sister or whatever i was wrong for fill in the blank will you please forgive me here's why it was wrong yeah <laughs> what can i do to make it right all the steps. refer to our episode on forgiveness mm-hmm. but yeah and you know on a similar vein help this child learn to communicate what he or she feels so to articulate what they're feeling you may have to help them put words to it yeah because they're not as familiar with the they don't have the whole emotion wheel they've got maybe three in there that they refer to so that would be helpful if you had that emotion wheel with your kids Mm -hmm. i didn't do that i didn't either i didn't either that would have been really that would have been really helpful so peel that help them peel their own onion Mm -hmm. um and identify things early and then it will make it easier for them to talk to spouses and friends and things down the line oh yeah so good so and if you are a parent if we've described all this and you're like it's not my kid it's me (laughs) i'm the green person you're likely not going to be pulled into conflict with your teenagers like a blue or a gold might be that's right you can be the calming influence this was totally my husband I'm flying off the handle about some situation with a teenager and he's, he just kind of comes in and says, well, here's the facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here's what we might want to consider doing. And I'm all worried about tied up in knots about the emotion of it. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a big help to have the green come in and be objective. Uh, it's funny because <laughs> my daughter will text us. She's, she's mostly texts me because she doesn't get the response she wants from her green dad. Uh huh. She'll just text me some silly thing or whatever. And I'm responding, you know, all the emojis and yes. a couple of sentences yes. and something, maybe a, a gif. And he will just respond, okay. <laughs> it drives her up the wall. You're not having any emo- appropriate response. I know. No excitement whatsoever. This is exactly the same thing in our family. We have a, <laughs> we have a family group message, the six now, the kids and the spouses and us. And, um, I'm like, Houston, you never reply. Like we're posting all these funny things on there. And and you you and Thomas, you never say anything. And he's like, so he tries. You know, he'll try. <laughs> You'll we'll get a couple of good, like couple word replies on the next ones and then he drops off again. Right. But um but yeah, it's just part of it. It's, it's part of relevant. it. So but you also the you know, on the flip side of that as a green parent might tend to be the worrier. Mm-hmm. Um you said that Bobby was this way oh, with your totally. kids. He was the safety conscious one. He would be like, 
you know, you have to wear shoes outside because you can get worms. You have to pack a med kit whenever you travel. You have to put your life jacket on all the time. So um, it's one of our kids tells him all the time, you live such a fearful life. It seems to them, yes. the adventurous child, that you live a fearful life. But all he's doing is preparing for everything, all the things that his the wheels in his brain keep coming up with as the big picture concept person. He's just trying to be prepared for it. So again, those different filters kind of affect how you see the world. So interesting. I mean, all the time, the stuff that he does to prepare comes in handy. And we all hate to admit it because he's such an overpacker when we go on trips. You know, you used that med kit on your last trip. You know, you did. (laughs) You did. You didn't want to take it. You're glad you had it. Yep. (laughs) So yeah. So you don't want to have a fearful outlook on life, but do use their planning skills to your advantage. Yeah. We can all bless each other. So that's our green people. We love you. We love our green people. You make our worlds way more interesting and beautiful. We need them Mm -hmm. for sure. So look on our website and we'll have all this information and some of the links that we talked about on justaskyourmom.com. Also on Facebook, just ask your mom or Instagram at just ask your mom podcast. Yes, and we're going to direct you to Joey and Carla Link, our friends over at ParentingMadePractical.com. They are going to be teaching five Zoom classes this fall. I think they're starting um, in late August, and they're four-week classes on the temperaments. They cover what the temperaments are and where they come from, and then the second class is how temperaments affect your marriage super important. And then working with your child's temperament. And then the last class would be how temperaments interact between you and your children. They have a temperament video series. If you can't make those classes, they have a temperament book and they have a free online temperament test that you can um, take, which would be really fun. So again, just parentingmadepractical.com and you can find all those resources. And we'd love for you to rate us and leave a review if you're listening and better yet, subscribe so you'll get each new Monday episode. And send us your questions and topics. We love to hear from you and we usually use them for Mm -hmm. episodes. Just ask your mom podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on Just Just Ask Ask Your Your Mom. Mom.